At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome into the show. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. Circa Resort and Casino is our home and a busy show lined up today. Three good guests, Paul Stone in 45 minutes. Uh, we're still going to have some time to get in some matchups for the memorial. And uh, Paul thrives betting matchups in golf. We'll find out what he is uh, on later on in this hour. Vegas Maddie, Matt Simo on the show in 90 minutes. Uh, he's been doing the proxy business for a long time with these uh, Las Vegas football betting contests, the best in the business. He'll join us then. If you're coming to town this year to get into a contest, you don't live in Nevada, you have to have a proxy, and uh, Maddie is great. And Lou Finicaro in a couple of hours on the NHL, and we'll talk some uh, MMA betting with him at that time as well. Last night, the late-night results, Matt, uh, West Coast games anyway. The Clippers go down in Game 5. They lost, for those of you that are waking up right now. 105-100 to was the final score. Luka was awesome. Again, he had 40-plus. I think he had 17 in the first quarter. Clippers had zero answer for him yet again. And uh, now the Mavericks have a 3-2 lead as it goes back to Dallas. And in hockey, Colorado got it done in overtime against the Golden Knights. And I would tell you that the Golden Knights were probably the better team last night. After the first period, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, I thought, outplayed the Avalanche in the second and third periods. They had they peppered the uh, goalie with uh, all sorts of shots, and it looked like uh, the Knights were going to break through and maybe win that game last night. But you have to give Grubauer a lot of credit for uh, some big stops and controversial call maybe in uh, overtime, and uh, things go against the Golden Knights, and they they fall down two games zero in that series against a really good Colorado team. I'll say this. It was a high-level hockey game. That, that yeah. was uh, that was that was some of the best playoff hockey I've watched so far last terrific. night. The Golden Knights and Avalanche, and I still think Colorado is going to advance in that series. But uh, the Knights bounced back, and the, you know they got embarrassed in Game One. They came back and played well last night. You know that was expected. I think right, like Flurry was going to be back in net. They were absolutely trounced uh, trounced in Game One, like you said, and. You know they're not. They're probably not going to get buried like five one or six nothing or seven one. Right. You know, like a really bad score, like they did in, in game one. That's what happens in the playoffs a lot of times. Like tonight with the you know the Lakers in action, they're going to lose by thirty again. And a lot of times you want to bet on a team after a blowout loss. Yeah. 
you know, because a lot of time the market overreacts on that team. And, uh, you know, we saw it with the Dallas Mavericks in the past couple of games. We saw it with the Golden Knights last night. <clears throat> I'll say uh, this as well. I can't believe it, but uh, the Knights got up even more shots than Luka Doncic last night. How about 37 field goal attempts for Cool Hand Luka? Uh, it's, what was he, 17 of 37, 17 I believe? 17 of 37. Yeah. Yeah. And he scored 40-plus, and they won 105 to 100. Game stayed under. So much for the sore neck. But, you know, the, the funny thing is the Clippers can go back to Dallas in game six. They can win by double digits. They can win this game. They can cover the game and That's come back what home. The Clippers do, right? Sure, of course. When expectations get high. Uh, they disappoint people. Yep. And now with their backs to the wall, they they could easily come out and win Game Six and send us back to LA for a Game Seven. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Didn't surprise me that the Clippers lost last night. Yeah. What a wild day yesterday! If you told me Brad Stevens was leaving the same day that Coach K was announcing his retirement, I would have said, "Take all my money." <laughs> This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert suspended by Churchill Downs for two years after Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit's second sample came back positive for a banned substance. Medina Spirit could become the first horse since 1968 disqualified due to a positive drug test. Boston Bruins forward Craig Smith expected to be back on the ice today with the Bruins. They're laying $1.30 at the New York Islanders, 5 over at Barclays Center. Portland, a five-point home favorite against Denver, looking to remain alive in that Western Conference first-round series. Lakers also look to avoid elimination, laying a point and a half at home against Phoenix. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cashing tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. We have a really cool new feature on the website at vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we will have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. So Matt's been in the entire week for Paulie here on Follow the Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You also did the afternoon show here yesterday, uh, one of them anyway, called uh, My Guys in the Desert, your normal normal show. My God, by the time you got mm-hmm. back onto the air yesterday at uh, oh. 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock Eastern, it was total bedlam mm-hmm. yesterday in the sports world. Crazy. Uh, I left the studio. You were still here. I, I got home, did, worked on a couple things, said, you know, I, I need to take a quick nap. Before the afternoon show. So I took a nap for, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. I wake up and I find <laughs> out that uh, Coach K is retired. <laughs> right before right before I dozed off, I see the Brad Stevens news. Sure. I said, wow, okay, we got plenty to talk about today with the Celtics and Brad Stevens. And then I find out Coach K retired. And uh, Mitch, you gave me some time to reflect on the career and the legacy of a great man. And we're going to have a tribute to Coach K Later on in today's show. I can't wait. This is going to be uh, very special. From well, he's you, a Matt. special man. He deserves yeah. a special tribute. Well, he's going to get a send-off for the next year, and the coverage is going to be... I can't even I can't even do the math on how much coverage it will be done on Coach K in the next <clears throat> 16 months, 18 months. Yeah, the tribute that I have uh, scripted out today is not what you're going to hear from Jay Billis or Dick Vitale. No, it it's might going to be, be a little bit different. Yeah, it might be a little different anyway. But if you told me on the same day that Brad Stevens was going to leave his coaching post with the Celtics, mm-hmm. and then within like an hour, Coach K was going to announce his retirement, I would have said, here you go, I'm all in. I know what the next move is going to be, right? Don't even, just stop mm-hmm. talking right there, because I want to make a bet that Brad Stevens is going to be the next head coach of Duke. Mm-hmm. And it did not exactly go that way. 
Well, that's been the speculation for the past few years, right? That when Coach K retires, Brad Stevens going to slide into that seat and uh, take over the Duke program. But you really have to, I think, go back a couple months. Let's go back to March when there was a lot of speculation about the Indiana job. And Brad Stevens was offered a monster contract yeah. to take over the Hoosiers. And Wes Reynolds was in with me on several shows, and he really wanted Indiana to hire Brad Stevens. I read one of the quotes from Danny Ainge about how he'd been thinking about this. He basically made the decision two months ago that it was time, that he needed to step aside and let somebody else uh, lead the franchise. Do you think two months ago he talked to Brad Stevens and they, they planned this out and said, okay, uh, when the playoffs are over, I'm stepping aside and you're going to be the president of basketball operations. And that's why Stevens did not take the Indiana job and why he was never in the running for the Duke job. Yeah, that, w- that would be my I guess. I think two months ago they had this plan in place. Yep. And then you find out, you know, the reports come out yesterday where it's nationally known that Stevens kind of burned out from the bubble. This year did him no favors as well. And uh, Don't you think the yep. – uh, it seemed – but a lot of times this year, and this is not unique, I think it happens to all NBA coaches, it looked like the Celtics players have kind of tuned him out. right? Maybe because, a little bit, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't disagree with that. I would tell you this, I mean, college basketball is much better off with uh, Brad Stevens as a coach in that sport. No question. And no I, question. I know a lot of people will say that about Coach K. I mean, it is mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to look a lot different in a year. I mean, you know, beyond next March when there's no Roy Williams and there's no Coach K on the sidelines for, you know, North Carolina and Duke, ACC basketball and beyond. Yeah. Both those guys calling it quits around the same time. It's going to look different, but college basketball is going to survive and uh, new faces come along and different guys become the uh, the biggest names in the game in terms of uh, coaches. So, uh, yeah. you know, the game survived after Bob Knight retired. The game survived after some of the greats have moved on and college basketball is uh, going to be okay. I, but you're right. It would be a lot better with guys like Brad Stevens in it. No question. Yeah. Um, I did. See and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to the college game oh, at, at some, some point. point. This doesn't work out with the Celtics. He's going to be back in the college yep. game. I will tell you, though, it feels a little bit to me like uh, Chris Peterson at Washington, where it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, really? He's one of the best coaches in college football. Did an amazing job at Boise and uh, was doing a great job at Washington. And then all of a sudden, he's like, nah, I'm just... I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And that guy, I mean, I haven't heard another peep, you know, anything about Chris Peterson since he retired. Like well, he was always kind of an introvert, too, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I think guys like um, Mark Few, Chris Peterson, uh, personalities like that who kind of like their privacy, when they retire, you're not going to hear much out of them. Uh, I, when, I, when I look at the state of college basketball, I think things are going to be okay. But I can understand why... Brad Stevens would get burnt out. You know, when you're an NBA coach, you got to deal with the egos and a lot of the stuff that uh, that goes with uh, managing a locker room. It, it could wear you down. Sure I think can. it could wear you down. You need a break from it. When you're a college coach, look at John Beeline. He went from Michigan to the Cavs. He lasted, what, a month as an NBA coach Pretty because much. the players were too sensitive to handle his harsh coaching. Mm-hmm. Right? The egos were too big. Players were too sensitive. They couldn't handle Beeline. And Beeline left the college game because he got burned out on recruiting. So there are definitely negatives uh, in both at both levels. I think, you know, if I were a college basketball coach, I would probably get fed up with the recruiting aspect of it too. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, you would get fed up with either side, right? The recruiting, well, not now the transfer portal. And then, but if you go to the NBA, it would be the egos too, where you're just like, I, there's no way I can get through to these. Don't you feel like players? right now in college basketball, it's almost like you have to build a new program every season? Pretty much. You have so much player yeah. movement. And in the NBA, like I said, you have to manage the locker room and the egos, and after a while you would just say, you know what, I've had enough of this. Oh. So PointsBet tweeted out some uh, hypothetical odds to be the next coach for the Boston Celtics. I'll tell you, like I'm all about giving guys second, maybe even third you know, chances. Jason Kidd is the shortest shot in the board at plus 350. Well, and by the way, that's not the only spot. Like You can find this stuff uh, globally speaking. Yeah. And there's one book that has Kidd 5-1. to one. He's behind Jay Laranaga. Well, Jay Laranaga is not even on the points bet list. He's not at all. So that's an oversight. He's a Celtics assistant coach, Brad Stevens, basically his right-hand man. Yep. It would not be a sexy hire, but I think it's the most sensible one because Brad's going to want a guy who thinks like he does, who he can knows he can work with. And I've seen Jay Laranaga, I think, at 3-1 to one odds at one offshore spot. Like you said, he was a favorite somewhere. Don't you feel like the Celtics hire is probably going to be someone – Within the so-called family, 
Either somebody that Brad Stevens is close to or somebody who's got Celtics connections. I would say so, yes. And some of the names on the list, too, I don't think they're going to take like a retread coach. Right. You know, like uh, Nate McMillan McMillan has done a great job this year with the Hawks. Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, Yeah, Van Gundy, come on. No, that's not happening. Mark Jackson. Can't imagine Mark Jackson. I mean, that's you want to talk about a guy who had his chance with a team that was on the uh, on the come <laughs> yeah. in Golden State, and he totally blew it. And that's, I mean, there's a reason why you rarely hear Mark Jackson's name in the coaching circles anymore, right? Because he was a disaster with Golden State. And as soon as they got rid of him, they're like, okay, yeah, we have the Splash Brothers here. We're going to start running a different style of basketball. And then Steve Kerr took off with the team. But a lot of those names on the list are, I, I mean. So some of the maybe a guy like Chauncey Billups deserves a chance right away. Well, I think he's going to get a chance. Sure, it may not be with the Celtics. Right, but Billups yes. is going to be a coach pretty soon. Lloyd mm-hmm. Pierce might be back as an NBA coach soon. Sam, Sam Cassell is definitely going to be an NBA head coach. There's no relatively doubt. Relatively soon. Same with Jason Kidd. In fact, if uh, Frank Vogel gets burned out with the Lakers, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Kidd uh, gets that job. I was. A little bit surprised maybe Cassell or Kidd didn't get the Clippers job uh-huh. uh, last offseason. But <clears throat> it's not going to be like you said. It's not going to be a retread like Van Gundy, uh, Garnett. Excuse me, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson. Definitely not a Mike D'Antoni type. No, I can't. Uh, I think it's interesting that Kevin Garnett's on that list at 12-1. Mm-hmm. to 1. What's his coaching experience? Becky Hammonds is on there, but she doesn't work for the Celtics. Carol Austin does. Mm-hmm. I think she would make more sense. I think this list was kind of just thrown together. Hey, let's put something up because it's going to be a, a talking point, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. We're talking about it right now. But I bounced some uh, college names off of you yesterday, and obviously I've seen those on some of the list. Uh, Jay Wright of Villanova. I don't think that's going to happen. Jay Wright. I think he's pretty set at I Villanova. I thought he made some sense as the 76ers coach a year ago. Yeah, right. You know, and that obviously went to Doc Rivers. So, yeah, why would he take the Boston job if he didn't get the Philly job? Rick Pitino, no. It's fun to talk about. <laughs> it is, yes. Think about uh, Rick Pitino. That's probably a 100-to-1 shot in reality. And how about Juwan Howard? That's a guy who's going to be mentioned for a lot of oh, yes. jobs, a lot of vacancies. He's got NBA experience. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he checks all the boxes, Juwan Howard, but he doesn't have Brad Stevens or Celtics ties, so it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I think he does make some sense, though, outside of not having the ties. Right. You can already tell that Juwan Howard is a really good coach at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like, And there's nothing wrong if he wants to say it as alma mater. Michigan's a really good program and a really good Great coaching job, job yeah. obviously. It's not the Boston Celtics. Few jobs are. Uh, but I think Howard would make a lot of sense if they're willing to go outside of the family and look at somebody like that. No doubt. Because I think, I think his coaching like ceiling if he like if he wants to do this for the next you know twenty five thirty years, I think Jawan Howard can win titles or you know call it whatever you want championships divisions. He can be he's going to be competitive as I think a coach and be like in good spots, good positions wherever he's at for a long long time to come. It wouldn't surprise me that if uh, you know Steve Nash doesn't work out with the Nets, a guy like Jawan Howard gets a job like that. Yeah. Uh, Jawan yeah. Howard's going to have a lot of opportunities. I think he's uh, one of the future stars in coaching, whether it be at the college or NBA level, but he's not on that prop list we're looking out for the Celtics head coach. I just I get the sense that Brad Stevens is going to, like I said, hire a guy that's close to him or yeah. a guy with Celtics ties. I think you're probably right. One more thing on Howard. You brought up Beeline. I mean, Beeline was arguably the best coach in college basketball when he was at Michigan. Oh, yeah, I thought he was. And then when he left, you're thinking no matter who takes that job, there's going to be a huge drop-off. Not really a drop-off at all. Michigan was awesome the last two years. No, but also I will say this. Juwan Howard made a really smart move because he hired Phil Martelli oh, as yes. his top assistant. A very good move. You know, so yep. that, that helped quite a bit as well. You see this tweet that took off yesterday? I, I don't know who Bram Weinstein is. I think he's a radio host. I is saw he? that. Okay. Um, he, he was tweeting. He tweeted this out, and I know a lot of people like in the gambling space and NBA, whatever, and college hoops, they were like, wait, really? When he asked the question on Twitter, is Coach K the greatest American sports coach of all time? If not, who would you rank ahead of him? I'm kind of like done with lists and like the whole Mount Rushmore <laughs> crap that's been going on for way too long in media. Uh, but we can answer that with a simple yes or no, and the answer is no, no he's not, not the greatest close. American not coach. Even close. No, not even close. And if you talk to, you know, he's done it a zillion times, not necessarily on this network because he's only been on, you know, probably 10, 15 times overall, but. You know, Alan Boston's a guy who's been betting college basketball like professionally for a long, long time. 
He'd, he'd tell you 25 years ago. He would laugh you out of the room if you said Coach, Coach K is good. Mm-hmm. And he would point to example after example after example where the team had absolutely no clue what they were doing. Sure. You watch his teams over the past 25 years. You get it. He doesn't win games unless he's got more talent than the opposing coach. Sure, yes. And he's very good at uh, getting in the ear of uh, the referees on the court that night. Yeah, well, well, we'll jump into that later more in the show today. Yeah, uh, so the results from last night, you know, the, the Wizards were game for, what, three quarters against the 76ers before Philly. I kind of thought that yesterday, like, they now had a day and a half to get ready for the, for the, uh, for the uh, Wizards without Joel Embiid, now to prepare for that. And it worked out like that after halftime when somehow, some way, uh, by the way, if you bet Wizards first have money line, you lost. That's kind of a that kind of stung a little bit yesterday. But you know, great season put together at the at the end by Washington, and they were you know feisty in the last couple of games in the series. But now we get a really good matchup, I think, in the second round with Philadelphia and Atlanta in the Eastern Conference. You know, semifinals are going to be terrific. And I did not talk myself into betting the Knicks last night. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's good. It, lucky, lucky for you because I, I saw some sharp money showing up on the Hawks in the market yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really, I wasn't that tempted to bet the Knicks anyway. But once I saw that, there was no chance I was going to uh, jump on the Knicks side. It's just, that's some bad basketball the Knicks have played in the playoffs. Julius Randle had a better game. He had 23 points and 13 rebounds last night. But the Knicks just didn't play well on the defensive end or offensive end. And that's obviously a problem. Randle this season, Matt, regular season, 24 points per game. 46% from the floor, 41% from three. Yeah. In the playoffs, those numbers dropped to 18 points per game, 30% from the floor, and 33% from three. And you saw, you know, again last night, no matter what part of the game it was in, they were running the offense through Randall whenever, whenever he was on the floor, and he was just, his shot selection last night I thought was absolutely terrible. Oh, it wasn't very good the entire series. You're right. He, he was You're forcing right. a lot of shots. He really did. That's the correct word. I kind of felt like he was, uh, he felt like he had to do too much. He was trying to do too much in the playoffs, and uh, that definitely hurt the Knicks throughout. They just—they are a player or two short right now. Uh, Derrick Rose last night had six points. He—he he had been the Knicks, I think, most reliable player in the yeah. playoffs up until uh, last night. When when Derrick Rose at this age is uh, your most reliable player in the playoffs, you have problems. You really do, and I don't know. Like, here's the thing: the team has not drafted well at all. In recent years. That goes back to when Phil Jackson was running the thing, too, and they drafted Frank uh, Kilatina, the, the French point guard. Sure. And, and, you know, they've been in spots where they could actually get some good guys off the board, and it's like year after year where they fail drafting. Yeah. But also, other than Randall, Barrett looks like he's going to be a player. Barrett's good. So I think they got that mm-hmm. pick probably right. Um, and the improvement from Randall this year, like I've always liked Randall. I didn't really see maybe like this kind of a season coming out of him, like right away into the uh, Thibodeau era now with the Knicks. But that signing's worked out. They don't really land a lot of, like, impactful free agents like Julius Randle either. So they kind of have to hit a home run with something they haven't been really good at other than Julius Randle over the years. Yeah, on the flip side, the Hawks have drafted pretty well. They put together a nice roster, and Trey Young has uh, panned out, man. He's 10 for 28 from the field last night, 36 points in the Knicks. And Tibbs' defense really didn't have a clue how to stop him during this series. Yep. More on today's slate of playoff games coming up next. And a great stat on a second-round series as they've combined for the most of this in the last 50 years. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Days for your winnings, cash out instantly with Bet Rivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash back when you want it at Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in play betting options out there. As always, get 250 bucks in a match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be. 21. Uh, today's slate, we'll touch on here in a minute. I did notice that uh, game one coming up this weekend between the Nets and Bucks has a total of 239.5. And, mm-hmm. and this tweet from uh, ESPN Stats and Info yesterday, uh, as they square off in the conference semifinals, they combined to score 238.7 points per game during the regular season. Matt, that is tied for the most between teams to meet in a playoff series over the last 50 years. Yeah, going back to the 1980s, right? Yep, yep. And so they played three times this year in the regular season. There was like a back-to-back in there uh, not too long ago. But the scores this year, 125-123, and 124-118. So two of those games would go over the current number of 239.5, but actually only one game went over the closing number when they played in the regular season. That mm-hmm. last game, 124 to 118, stayed under by the hook. It closed at 242.5. Yeah, I watched uh, two of those three games. Those were great basketball games, Absolutely. by the way. And uh, this, this by far uh, should be the best second round series in the NBA playoffs. I'm not sure the, the Brooklyn Nets care much about defense right now. I was talking with JVT about this last week. If you looked at their offensive rating, um, 
in the series against the Celtics, they they had I think the the Nets in games I'm gonna say three and four had an offensive rating of one thirty four point seven or something like that, but they allowed the Celtics an offensive rating of one thirty. They're just trying to out outshoot teams. No, basically. you're right. Almost like the uh, the greatest show on turf with the the Rams, St. Louis Rams back in the day. I think um, defense has been de-emphasized, and the Nets say, hey, we got more offensive firepower than anybody. We're just going to outscore you. So uh, I would be a little bit hesitant to uh, play under that total, even though it's such a high total. And it's a very high number. And I'll tell you this, though. The Bucs are at at least capable. I mean, last year they were the best defensive team in the league, if I recall correctly, and uh, they are certainly capable of putting on, you know, like displays of defense, that are very good for mm-hmm. you know a, a long stretches at a time. Plus, they can also kill you on offense. So they're actually a team that can beat you up either way. And uh, when they're hitting, now I know that in the first game they played against the Heat, they only had five threes. That was an anomaly. I mean, this team can go out there and shoot threes with the best of them. So I know some people who like the Bucks, you know, to win this series. I just don't know if can they outscore the Nets enough to win four games out of seven. Probably not. That's, uh, I, I agree with actually the uh, the series price on this being around bucks or Brooklyn minus two dollars. Yeah. I think that's a, a pretty accurate price because I, I do with the Nets having home court advantage and I think more offensive firepower. I do slightly favor the uh, the Nets in this series. You know what's interesting is in past years. Uh, the Greek freak, when he got into the playoffs, he was defended differently, and he he really didn't know how to handle it. Yep. Is he going to be is is he going to be more prepared this time to I think uh, to handle the defenses the uh, Brooklyn Nets throw at him? And I, I guess maybe I answered my own question when I said the Nets are not that concerned about playing defense. Yeah, so I, maybe uh, the Greek freak's going to get what he wants. I don't know if they're going to throw. Do they have the players to actually throw this wall? Yeah, Giannis, like teams, you know, Toronto did that for sure. Miami did it as well. Yes, I mean, that's that's a great point. You know, I'm not sure the Nets even have that. Blake Griffin going to go out there and slow him down at this point of his career? I mean, KD and uh, Griffin would mm. be two of the guys you would put on the freak? Sure. And we know this tonight. I mean, this is a little Captain Obvious checking in. The Blazers are now lane five in the, you know, game six here against uh, the Nuggets in their series. D- Dame was so good in the last game, and they lost, and you can't blow that game when he put up 55 but I saw this tweet from StatMuse where it was pretty much all Dame. He went for 55 in the double overtime game. The rest of the Blazers went for 85. He shot 71%. The rest of the team, 38%. Uh, they, the rest of the team was 9 of 31 from downtown. He was 12 of 17. It's tough to match this guy, what he's doing. But just, you know, don't blow dunks. Don't make silly turnovers. <laughs> you know? That blown dunk was costly. God. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, go to the previous game. And Dame did not shoot the ball well. Yeah. And the Blazers the Blazers won the game. Yeah, that's that's the, game the point, right? Is that game he ha- yeah. they have to have the others step up and play well yeah. in order to at this point I think, you know, defeat the Nuggets. And, and this, get- you know, the adjustments in the number here at five. You're not stealing if you're laying the number with the Blazers. Yeah, we'll look at some uh juicy division prices and yes no playoff numbers in the NFL coming up next. of losing your hair, you can get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. Go to keeps.com slash vsin. That's keeps.com slash vsin. In 15 minutes, uh, actually 10 minutes from right now, Paul Stone's going to join the program. He's got a couple of uh, golf matchups as the memorial is uh, now underway, I believe, uh, today, um, PGA Tour, a couple of weeks before the U.S. Open. So he'll give you a couple of matchups that are going to be a little bit later on in the morning. And that's coming up in about 10. You know, BetMGM, they do a really good job with their betting menu uh, in a lot of sports, including the NFL. Some of the stuff they put up last year was incredible. Uh, They already have, like, the yes-no playoff props up Mm -hmm. for every team in the league. And if, uh, you know, just to find some, like, juicy numbers on if it goes haywire or if a team, you know, exceeds expectations, either the yes or the no will come in. 
So what do you think about the Ravens at plus 275 not to make the playoffs in a good division? And if something happens this year, maybe to like the quarterback, they have injuries. Uh, they're surpassed by the Browns this year. The AFC at the top is very good. Plus 275, a number that would catch your attention? Or yeah, not it does, because based on Lamar Jackson, I would only bet the Ravens at this point under the win total or no, because if he's going to run the ball that much, at some point he's going to get banged up and he's going to miss games. Mm-hmm. You just can't run that much in the NFL and stay healthy. Uh, I, think, I, I don't yeah. want to predict an injury for the guy because I like him, but sure. the thing is when you're looking at betting futures, you say, how could I lose this bet? Well, a Lamar Jackson injury is how you could lose the bet if you're betting the Ravens yes or over. And, and by the way, so this is you know another year in this system where last year he was not the same guy that won the MVP two years ago. And guy, I think, he, I think he's got a little better wide receivers now. I think they, so too. They've done some yeah. things to help him out. The offensive line maybe was a little bit of a problem last year. I still think he can perform at a really high level this year. It's a really good organization. Yeah. I mean, they know what they're doing. They draft well. They bring in free agents that make a lot of sense. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Browns are a better football team this year. That's certainly possible. Browns could also take a step back. They could bounce off... Uh, you know, the what they won, 11 games? Yeah, and I mean, they were right there with, with the Chiefs in that playoff game. They were. Uh, I, I I still, something tells me, I got a sneaky feeling the uh, Steelers are going to be dangerous come playoff time. Oh, year. you do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, People where, tend to forget how good that defense oh, was see, for I, a while. And then injuries uh, really kind of wrecked that defense down the stretch. If, if the Steelers stay healthy on defense, they have an elite defense. Love the defense. Yeah. Absolutely love the defense. I just didn't like the first-round draft pick. I, I think the offensive line issues are too much that you can't ignore. Um, where are you at with the Colts going into the season? I know we're a couple of months away, obviously, but the numbers are up now, and the no there is plus 165. They've had a pretty good offseason. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think just a lot of people, by default, it's kind of lazy, and they think that... You know, Wentz is going to go back now and work with Frank Reich again, and that was when, you know, Wentz was this MVP candidate a couple years ago, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. And I would come back and just say, maybe Wentz is not that guy anymore. He might not be. We'll find out soon. I think he's going to get better coaching here with uh, Frank Reich. Eagles were clueless with their plan offense. They they didn't have a plan, I don't think. That's... Right. Either clueless or didn't have a plan. Either way, you're going to lose, and your quarterback's going to look bad. And I know this, like, he, he was really bad at taking sacks and not the pocket awareness from Carson Wentz really was awful last year. Mm-hmm. But I think the Colts' offensive line is to the point of where they're going to really give him a lot of protection, and they can run the football with Jonathan Taylor. He came on like gangbusters last oh, year. Oh, man, he was great. Yep. I know I told you yesterday well, how you made I, all good points here, and I agree with that. I think the Colts have a top-five offensive line. Yep. They have a, a coach who's great at developing a quarterback. And really, the organization, from Chris Ballard down, they've made a lot of smart decisions. And I, I think the Colts are in position to be uh, right there challenging the Chiefs atop the AFC. Yeah, here's why I can't bet that no. If Wentz. If he can go back and find that magic he had with, with Reich. Finds himself again. Yeah. I, I've seen plenty of people make the case that the Titans are going to really come back to the pack this year. Like some sharp NFL minds. And the rest of that division, I mean, what's like the absolute best-case scenario for Jacksonville? Their win total is like six and a half, so I guess to maybe go over that and win seven games, but then Houston might be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, right now you'd probably rank the Texans as number 32. Yeah. If you're, if you're putting together your power ratings right now, and I have not done mine yet, I think you got to rank the, the Texans the worst team based on not having Deshaun Watson, right? You yep. say... And Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback, who I think Taylor can win some games for the Texans. But still, the, the team, the organization is a mess right now. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville, the ceiling, I think, is probably eight wins, which would be great I for think the Jaguars. So. Sure, they, it would if be. If they go eight and nine, be a hell of a, a season. great season. It really is. It's a great season. Uh, I, th- I, do, I agree with the Titans taking a step back. So right now, I think it's the Colts' division to lose. Ryan Tannehill's had a nice couple years. He has. That defense is really it's, soft. It's that really Tennessee awful. Tennessee defense is soft, and I just don't have enough faith in Tannehill. I think it's that division is the Colts to lose, in how, my opinion. How about a couple of yeses to throw out there? Raiders are plus 310. I know I told you I bet the under on their win total this mm-hmm. year. It's 310. The Giants and football team out of the NFC East, New York, 
Big Blue plus 225. Football team is plus 135. I'm high on Washington this year. I am too. Uh, defense is really good again. Start with the defense. Ryan Fitzmagic can win games at quarterback. 100%. That defense, we saw it last year. Washington, by the way, at circa before the season was a 25 to 1 shot to win the NFC East. Was that the number? 25 to 1 odds, late August here at Circa. Washington football team to win the division. They cashed after a horrendous start, by the way. Washington oh, were... got off to a terrible start. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that defense was good enough, and you get good, steady quarterback play. I think they have more offensive weapons now. I would uh, agree. Uh, Washington looks like a team to me that could win that division. I think the Giants are going to be better. Uh, I don't like much about the. Philadelphia Eagles right now. Now, mm-hmm. if you look at the win totals, uh, those via DraftKings, the Eagles ranked as the worst team in the division. Yep. I wonder if uh, the Cowboys are once again being overrated here with a win total of nine and a half. I I'm would just... have to say so. I mean, I get why books are doing this because the Cowboys are such a public team. Right. But when their win total is nine and a half and the football team is eight, you're telling me that any power rating would have the Cowboys one and a half games better than Washington? I don't think I, so. I can't buy into that. I just can't. I think that's total nonsense. Washington kicked their butt twice. Kicked the Cowboys' butt twice oh, last season. The, the embarrassment on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, yeah. I like that Gibson kid a lot. <laughs> and they were talking this week about hey. how he's going to have an expanded role. He was he was really good last year for, for Memphis, Washington. Outstanding. Yeah, very much so. And I, how much faith do you have in Mike McCarthy? I know Paul Howard loves him. Hates him. Hates Mike <laughs> McCarthy. Uh, accurately hates him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Washington and the Giants... A lot of it comes down comes down to Daniel Jones. Is he going to take the yeah. step and be a quarterback who's not going to turn the ball over all the time? I like Washington in that division. Yeah, you know, I think uh, some books globally opened up Washington around six to one to win that division this year. That mm. number. Uh, Paul Stone, big into betting golf matchups. Plenty He's of got a new to get podcast down. too. He does. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, what he likes today coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VSEN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now, and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSEN when you sign up, V-S-I-N. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, Mitch, did you know the inaugural episode of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast is now available at Buzzsprout and coming soon to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and all your favorite podcast platforms? I did indeed. I'm excited for it. And uh, Mr. Paul Stone joins the program now. Congrats on the launch, Paul. How are you today, pal? Oh, doing well. Just uh, busy as ever, probably even busier, but uh, did the first podcast last week and I know we're on we are now on Apple Podcasts as well and I think we're getting hooked up on all your favorite platforms. So about to, to do the second one uh this morning after I uh, get finished with you guys and do some things. So excited to to have a new endeavor and uh hoping to share some u- useful information with folks out there. What kind of uh like schedule do you think you're gonna have with the podcast? Is it gonna be daily, a couple times a week? And uh is it gonna be college football or is it gonna be like all sports, you know, you're really good at golf and college football and, you know, seasonal stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, great question. I, it's gonna, there's going to be college football pretty much year-round. You know, college football is kind of what I do and yep. my first love. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of college football. That's going to be a central theme. And then there's going to be a lot of golf as well. So I'll be doing some, you know, PGA golf during most times of the year. And then we'll certainly be doing college basketball from, you know, after the – national championship football game through the the first Monday in April when they played the national championship basketball game. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll be doing college basketball. So those will be the three sports. I'm not going to step out of my lane too much. I'll concentrate on those three. Certainly from time to time, if there's a major event in some other sport, uh, you know, I plan to talk about it. And if there's, you know, maybe a lull in the schedule and just not a whole lot to choose from, I'll certainly talk about different sports in, in those situations as well. Right now, as far as the schedule, you know, one thing you want to be careful not to do is to bite off more than you can choose. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start out uh, with the idea of going uh, once a week, not not go too long, you know, maybe a little bit over 30 minutes. I think my first episode was only 22 minutes. Do once a week uh, to start with, and then when football season starts, going to do maybe Tuesday and Again, a 30, 35-minute uh, podcast, and then come back Thursday maybe with just 10 or 15 minutes, something a little bit shorter. But I think twice a week, even in the height of football season, will be a pretty uh, pretty good commitment. want to be sure that the content's fresh. You know, I don't want to duplicate and just say the same thing that I'm saying to you guys on Thursday. want to be sure I'm doing something a little bit different there. Right now I'm going to do it uh, the first several podcasts just by myself. And then probably within another few weeks, I'll start inviting guests such as you guys and uh, talk to people. And, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of selections and that kind of thing. But a lot of it's just going to be handicapping, you know, concepts and 
learning about people in the industry and their backstories and things like that. So really looking forward to it. A lot of hot takes, Paul. Hot takes that gets people to listen. <laughs> hot takes. You know that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm a hot take guy, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna be blowing and going. But it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, there's so much I, I know you guys were, were talking about yesterday, you know, just how much content and how many podcasts, you know, are out there right now. So you, you've got to offer something unique and valuable. You've got to value people's time and not just uh, listen to yourself, you know, talk, so to speak. So I'm going to try to have some something a little bit different and hopefully, you know, something that uh, people will, you know, find some value in. Sounds good to me. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. Mitch, uh, let's talk golf instead sure. of college football with Paul today. Okay, let's take a peek at some of your matchups that you like, Paul, today at the uh, Memorial. Uh, and these are for, I'm guessing, full round matchups, correct? And I see that you're going to be fading a guy who I think has been quite popular in the betting market this week uh, in the outrights. I know a bunch of people who like Louis Oosthuizen, but you're fading him in a matchup? I am, and maybe that's not wise. And this matchup's about uh, Fitz, Matt Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. Don't say that too many times fast. He is teeing off coming up at 532 Pacific, so we have another you know 40 minutes before he tees off. So this matchup's about to go. But I'm going to recommend and have taken Matt Fitzpatrick minus 131 over Louis Oosthuizen, and this is why. First of all, last year in the Memorial, Fitzpatrick finished third. The previous week, if you guys remember after the restart, they played the Workday Charity Open one week and then came back with the Memorial the next week. Both tournaments played there at the Muirfield Village uh, Golf Club. So last year, Fitzpatrick finishes third in the Memorial, finished 27th the previous week at the Workday Charity Open. Ustazen also played in those tournaments, and this is almost incredible. When I took kind of a deep dive into the, uh, those two tournaments last year, in those events, Ustazen got defeated by Fitzpatrick by 14 shots at the Memorial and by 11 shots at the Workday Charity. So you look at 25 shots over eight rounds at Muirfield Village last year that Fitzpatrick beat Ustazen. And I know Ustazen, I mean, he's in excellent current form. Uh, finished tied for second at the PGA Championship a couple of weeks ago, uh, tied for eighth at the Vals Par uh, in his tournament before that. But Fitzpatrick, he's got great current form, too. He's got five top 11 finishes in his last nine stroke play events. Hard for me to get past uh, Fitzpatrick's uh, utter domination of Oosthuizen last year at this same venue over eight rounds. So I took Fitzpatrick minus 131 over the red-hot Louis Oosthuizen. <laughs> See, you know, that is what you call excellent analysis, Matt. Yeah. And that's why his podcast is going to be so good. He'll have nuggets like that throughout the entire year in golf and in college football. Good question. You're also, Matt, you're on, you have a, you have an outright on Hoffman, right? Uh, I have a small bet small on bet Charlie Hoffman. Okay, because Paul, you know, I, you know, we talked about this. I don't expect Charlie Hoffman to win. But the odds up in the uh, the 50 to 1 range for a guy whose current form is that good, I decided to give him a shot. Yeah, and Paul, you like Hoffman in a matchup against another guy who's been playing some pretty solid golf lately. And again, you know, Kevin Streelman, the guy that I'm fading in this matchup, I took Charlie Hoffman at uh, minus 104 uh, over Kevin Streelman. And actually, uh, you could have got Hoffman at, at plus money when these uh, these markets opened, mostly on Tuesday. But looking at Streelman, first of all, the player that I'm fading here, he's been in, you know, pretty fine uh, form recently. Uh, has an especially strong profile at the in the Memorial Tournament here at Muirfield Village. Uh, over the past six years, he has a fourth, a tied for eighth, a tied for 13th, and a tied for 18th here. So really, he's played well. And although I consider, you know, both in almost equal measure, recent form, you know, almost always trumps uh, course history. So that's the reason I'm going with Hoffman here, even though Strillman has the stronger course history at Muirfield Village. Hoffman only has, you know, had marginal success here. You look at Hoffman's recent form that Matt alluded to, he's finished in the top 18 in each of his last seven stroke play full field tour events. So top 18 in his last seven, finished tied for third last week in Fort Worth at the Charles Schwab Challenge there, had a second in early April at the Texas Open. Guy's 44 years old, the product uh, out of UNLV there. At 44, I think he's probably playing the best golf of his year, yeah. of, his, of his career, rather. And uh, so I took Hoffman, Charlie Hoffman, minus 104 
tournament matchup over Kevin Streelman. All right, this is all valuable information, too, even though the tournament started. If you're going to bet the adjusted odds after each round or matchups to go up after the first round. Uh, Paul, I'm curious how you managed your bankroll this week on this tournament, the Memorial. How many? Ma- I know you're heavy on matchups. Did you play many guys on the futures board? Because typically, I, I think you play double figures when it comes to matchups. Yeah, as far as uh, I usually play quite a few matchups, and really I, I, I played fewer this week. Uh, last week's tournament was not not good to me. I've really been moving, uh, strolling along pretty well uh, with my golf plays the last, you know, really the last year or so. But last week was a losing week, so I, I kind of reassessed, readjusted. I didn't play as many matchups uh, in this tournament. Uh, focused more on quality than quantity. I normally have about, even though outrights is not really what I do, uh, n- not the you know the biggest part of my uh, portfolio when it comes to golf tournaments. I usually have five or six uh, mat, uh, outright winners, rather uh, centered around the uh, the long shots. But I, I didn't even do that this time. I've got a lot going on. I'm working on college football, so my portfolio was a little bit a uh, little bit thinner this week. So. Uh, just going to you know, kind of recalibrate and uh, try to have a winning week this week. Well, you're a busy guy. You started the podcast. I think you got an appearance on Good Morning America this morning, right? Promote the podcast? <laughs> uh, he, uh, promote the podcast. Before... But you guys, they wanted, they wanted me to be on for the full hour, and I said, man, man, it's called, and I, they get priority because you guys always do. <laughs> hey, uh, we got about a minute left. Um I want to ask you about the U.S. Open. Have you looked ahead to that? Have you made any plays yet on the U.S. Open? You know, I haven't. I've certainly looked at it, and this is going to be a unique uh, event in that we have a you know we have a tournament every year on the PGA Tour, the Farmers Insurance Open there at Torrey Pines. Yep. Uh, but certainly, have started my my early work on that, and and looking at a few guys, I looked at some uh, numbers on some outrights uh, in preparation for this, and. A couple of names I'll give you. One I've already given you, but the first guy I'm going to give you is Xander Shoffley. I mean, it's just hard not to think about a guy who's finished in the top 10 in seven of his last 13 majors. You look at his four previous U.S. Opens, tied for fifth, tied for sixth, tied for third, and a fifth. So Shoffley's available at 21 to 1. So Shoffley's worth a look. And then Matt Fitzpatrick, who I've taken in a matchup this week, the guy absolutely loves USGA setups. He's a U.S. amateur champion, won that event in 2013. He was the first Englishman, I believe, in over 100 years to win the U.S. amateur. So he's played well at uh, USGA-type setups. He actually tied for 12 in the uh, 2018 Open, I believe it was. He's played uh, quite well on these setups. Fitzpatrick at 65-1. to 1. Okay. Uh, I think Englishman's worth a shot at that price. Very good, Paul. Uh, again, follow him on Twitter. He's at Paul Stone Sports. Subscribe to the podcast as well. We're up against it, buddy. Good to talk to you, and uh, good luck this week, okay? Absolutely. You guys have a great weekend. Good luck with you, golf. Yep. I want to ask uh, Matt this coming up next. Big deal or nothing to see here when a big-name golfer pulls out of a Wednesday Pro-Am? We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.